Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Dr. Richard DeKilla is joining us right now, professor of infectious disease at the Feinberg School of Medicine, Northwestern University. Did you hear, did you hear about this potential major medical breakthrough involving HIV? It's a new treatment, they say, and I'm going to ask him about it, may have cured cured a woman of HIV. We'll see. So the question is, a lot of hope out there. Could there really be a cure now for HIV? Dr. DeKilla, thank you for joining us here on WGN. You're welcome, Anna. It's great to be with you. Oh, good to talk to you, too, and sort through. I mean, we want to have so much hope when we see a headline like this. When I read the stories about this, I know she was a mixed race woman and that uh, 40 percent or more of the folks who have HIV battling it every day in the in our nation are black Americans. It's something that you wonder how much hope should we take from what we're learning about now? What do you think? Yeah, it, it, that's the right question to ask, Anna. And it's it's very hopeful for uh, research advances, but I don't think it's going to change anything uh in the near term or maybe even the near future. Um, You know, we do have very good medicines uh, for HIV and, uh, you know, they work uh, as long as you take them uh, every day. And, um, you know, this is not going to replace that. Um, Mm. It is, though, a really important lesson for researchers so we can begin to understand how this kind of transplantation can cure HIV, and it has cured. This is the third time that we've documented um, getting rid of HIV from someone's body by this kind of what's called a stem cell transplant. So it's important for the research because in the first two cases, and I can come back to this with a little more detail if you want, but the first two cases it looked like there could have been two different ways that it might have worked. But in this case, only one of those ways seems possible. So that gives us more information and the hope that in the future um, we can make this work for more people. Because the, the real issue with this is it's not scalable to treat a lot of people. This kind of stem cell transplant is a difficult medical procedure, and it's really only for people who have HIV infection, but then later get a cancer that's life-threatening and that can be cured with this kind of stem cell transplant. So then what the researchers did in all three of these cases, the first two uh, were men in Europe and this third one, uh, an American woman, um, they um, found cells from a donor, immune cells from a donor that could help kill off the cancer, but um, did not have the protein on the surface that HIV needs to get into it. So when they completely replaced the patient's immune system, um, there was no way that HIV could come out of one cell and get into one of these new cells. So basically Mm -hmm. was not possible for HIV to keep growing in the, in the person. Um, But there, there were two ways that could have worked. If you don't mind me getting a little geeky about it. Um, You know, the first thing they do is just destroy all of the patient's own immune cells. 
Mm. And, um, you know, that doesn't always completely work. Sometimes some of the cells that might have HIV don't get destroyed. Um, but but it, when it seems to have worked, then we couldn't tell in the first two cases if it was from destroying all of the cells that have sleeping HIV or what those first two patients had was a complication where the other person's cells that were grafted into them, that were given to them, recognized their own bodies as foreign and they attacked the tissues. And that we know is one way that these kinds of transplants can cure cancer. So that could have been the way that they killed off any remaining cells that had sleeping HIV in it. But in this case, the this third patient did not have any of that complication. It's called graft-versus-host disease. So, um, you know, you don't need that in order to be cured of HIV. And that's good because that is a very crippling complication. The first two patients um, suffered long-term consequences as a result of that complication. They were, you know, they, they were better from their cancer. They were off of their HIV medicines, but um, they had other problems. So an advancement, a development, we should be a little more hopeful, but you say it's not a cure, Dr. Dekilla. It's not uh, exactly that well, yet. It is a cure for the people who, um, you know, have a serious enough cancer that needs this. It can be oh. a cure. But again, we're not talking about giving it to more than a handful of people right now. Got it. You got to fall into these specific categories. Um, well, thank right. you for breaking it down for us, Doctor Dekilla. It's um, it's it's always good to be hopeful on these things and get the expert explanation about how this works. The uh, story behind the headlines, and I know you folks do our outstanding work at Northwestern. Um, and thanks for taking the time today just to explain it to us. Appreciate it. You're very you're very welcome, Anna. Take care. You too, Doctor Richard Dekilla is professor of infectious disease at Feinberg School of Medicine, Northwestern University.